0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Welcome to Again from the Top, Brendan. Starting
1: again from
0: the tip-top. Tip-top, we are doing a podcast.
1: This, (laughs) yes, I mean, we are doing a podcast. We're doing
0: a podcast. There was a world where I was like, oh, I'm going to be the, I'm the first guest. (laughs) Of your podcast. Just so people know how we got here for a second. So this has been an idea that has been in both of our brains by our amazing producer, Dory Berenstein, for a very long time now. Um, But we got this idea, or I should say I got this idea um, in the fall winter time. And I I messaged Brendan and I said, hey, would you want to do a podcast with me? And he responded back saying, you know, like, yeah, I would love. Sure. There's absolutely uh, a sure. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, we could definitely be a guest, you know, on on a podcast." And I was like, "Cool, cool, cool." So. I actually want to do a podcast, like we're going to do the thing. And, well, and what
1: happened is like, I, I heard this I heard this thing from Jack and I was like, you know what, the, there is kind of this thing of like, I, I want to talk about a dance journey and I want to have this kind of like dance and theater in a podcast form. There's really not, not a voice for this. And I was like, yeah, I'll be on an episode. I think that'd be a great thing. And then Jack, what did you say? No, no, we're going to do this. We're going to do
0: this. I was like, oh. Oh, every episode. I yeah.
1: now understand what I've fallen into.
0: Yes. I said, <laughs> I have this idea. I think it's great. There's nothing else out there necessarily like it. I will do all of the work. And because Brennan, you know, was like right I- there <laughs> is the true selling point. If
1: anyone says, Hey, do you want to do this with me? I'll do everything.
0: Because it's a lot to do a podcast and a lot to keep up with. So I. Totally respected that and I was the one to kind of rope you in on this. So I had no happy problem be here. doing that. Happy I'm to so be happy to be here. here. Sure. Easy
1: to work with for yeah. the most part. Ooh. Um oh, yeah. I almost said yes. I almost oh, said yes. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting <laughs> closer. We're getting closer. So really the selling point for me that uh kind of got me on board with you, Jack, is that I, I'm a huge Marvel fan. This is mm-hmm. not news to no. anybody that knows me. I love okay I it's love not? Origin. I know. I love origin stories. I love all of that thing. And so... You love Jack, Guardian of the Galaxy at Disneyland. Oh, my God. That Tower of Dreamer. I've never screamed more. <laughs> and Jack can attest that I I was warm and available that Warm day. and available. Sorry. And, oh, my God. Anyways... Um, I love to hear about people's kind of origin stories of how they got into dance, and you've kind of coined this thing of like, yeah, they're five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. and I think that's so. I think that's so fantastic. And so the reason that we kind of got into this and doing this podcast is that I think we have so many uh, brilliantly inspirational people lined up for this podcast that I think are so relatable, and I think people want to hear how they start because they mm-hmm. started like any of us. We all have very very. I'm going to say we all come from different walks of life and how we got into this business. But I think it's so interesting to see that, yes, we can all arrive, quote in air quotes, Mm -hmm. arrive in this business in so many different ways. And I think that's so important for everyone listening to
0: realize. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And also to the point of we can all get there and our path is valid. So our goal with this podcast is also to have the most diverse group of people, um, which we do, we're really excited about our season one here and then our lineup moving forward. I mean, everyone from principal actors to choreographers to musical arrangers to um, performers and choreographers out in Los Angeles or around the world. So we really wanted to get that diverse group just to you know represent everyone out there and show that all these amazing people had their own path to get where they are And I know for a fact that with each one of our guests, that there's someone listening in who has a path just like them. Um, So I think that is really important to share, especially, you know, just in these times is feeling seen is really what people need, you know? So um, I love that we're here doing this. I love that you joined in with me on this (laughs) podcast. So thank you. Um, But about, yeah, uh, but about us. So Brendan and I first met doing well, our first show together truly was out at Paper Mill Playhouse. We did West Side Story together. But Brendan had done newsies on Broadway. I had done the tour. Those worlds just collide as a lot of people know. So we, you know, had known each other through there, but the real first, you know, click banter that began was at the Paper Mill Playhouse.
1: Yeah, I knew I knew of you, but I didn't really start Loathing you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Until paper mill.
0: And if anybody
1: can, sure. If anyone can really not tell, I mean, I am Alphaba in this situation for sure. And you must be. Sure. 100% for loathing. You're spot on. (laughs) Oh my God. I Uh. think I'm just realizing that now. (laughs) Not only because you frequently, if anybody knows Jack, it's, it's, weirdly off the cuff and somehow always works of just, wear the frock, it's just so, where the frock gets pretty just where the frock gets pretty i don't know how it comes up in conversation but somehow i've never made the correlation that i am actually Alpha and you're glinda
0: yeah no i you're not wrong one bit
1: no this feels right and so it we really we right. met worked together paper mill mm-hmm. uh went on to do uh muni newsies Mm-hmm. Where I come to find out that it was my first time working at Muni and Jack, you are a Muni a fisty on all do. Ooh. Um, I know, I know, Thank right? Thank you. I got, I got some terms, I got some terms, <laughs> um, which we get into, I think, in a, in a few of these uh, these guests coming up for this podcast. We have a lot of Muni um, fantastic people. But it really, once we worked together on the prom movie for Netflix, we worked, I mean, close together for it felt about like three years of time Mm -hmm. squished into three months. Mm -hmm. And I think both surviving that has kind of made this, this friendship um, a little bit unbreakable Mm -hmm. because if anybody was going to kill me, it was going to be you. (laughs) Uh, And here I am still standing, everyone. So
0: standing somehow barely barely. sure. Sure. Oh my gosh! Look for all those listening. I know we're on a podcast here, but put Brendan and I in a room together, and everyone else just exit because Ex I mean it is
1: out. dangerous. The, I mean the the theatrics would start, and also for how many people would just look at us and be like, "You guys twins?" I was like, "No, he's no, we're not." Yeah. I don't know him.
0: Everyone thought we were brothers. Um, no. which I mean, to a degree, we did look similar in style. But I mean, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, working on that prom movie was, I mean, an unbelievable experience, and getting to do with you was amazing. And um, now here we are. The friendship continues.
1: Here we are. But I gotta ask, Jack. I'm not even sure if I know the answer to this question. Yeah. How did you get into all this? What is your five six seven eight?
0: Oh gosh, you know, I grew up in uh, Missouri and. I have two older sisters who had both danced and have done every, you know, extracurricular activity there is. And I think that's something just about my family. We have done every sport, every, you know, just everything. Um, 2005, there was a production um, at a summer, like, camp, I guess you can call it, here in town, and they were doing Peter Pan, which is my favorite... Oh, everything about it is my favorite. I can quote anything about it, this the movie, the stage show, whatever you want. Not surprising. I know it. I am Peter Pan. Thank you. Not surprising at all. Um Thank you. So I <laughs> went and auditioned for that and I remember actually I didn't even have sheet music walking in cause I was like, I just love the show. I want to be in this. This is fun. Um, you know, at the time I had not taken dance yet. I had done acro as a kid, but I was playing sports competitively and, um, I got cast in the show, it was awesome. And fun fact, our mutual friend, Taylor Louderman, that was my first introduction to her. We grew up in the same general area and she was our Wendy for that production. Just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And um, so that was my first kind of invitation into this theater world. Um, But then at the same time, you know, I was seeing shows at the Muni as a kid and I remember seeing Singing in the Rain. I went with my parents and we knew another couple there who knew a fella backstage and got us like a little walk on tour at the very end of the show just to kind of see the space and singing in the rain is one of my, like if people say what is your favorite show out there singing in the rain Mm -hmm. has to be mine because Mm -hmm. I just dare you to find a flaw in it. And I think it would be so cool to see that show done in today's day with like a, I don't like just a different diverse casting and yeah. I would love to see that. So um, I got to go on stage and I was just so fascinated. I was like, but it rained on the stage. Like, how did you, <laughs> you know, everyone's <laughs> thing is like, hey, but it, it was wet on a stage. How do you, how do you do that? And you know, they showed me how they make all the puddles, all the things. And I was like, this is just the mind blowing emoji right there. So, They were like, you know, there's auditions for kids. They have, you know, a kid program and whatnot. You should audition if you want next year. So I got the information. I went to the audition that next year, got in. I was a Muni kid. And then from there, I had performed every season, uh, growing up through the Muni kids, the Muni teens, got my equity card there, um, But that's kind of the first intro. And, you know, in that time, too, there was dance that started. I was a competitive gymnast um, still while playing all those sports, um, but did all the high school shows, the middle school shows. I felt like it was a very regular, you know, lifestyle in the sense of I was never a competition dancer, Uh, didn't do that route, but took the dance class, did the community theater, did the school shows and kind of kept training myself, kept doing the work and, um, kind of just had blessing after blessing and opportunities presented in front of me that I just kind of grabbed at and had to jump on that train. Cause people say, when was the moment that you knew you wanted to do this? And I don't think I ever had that. I think it was just, there were opportunities that were presented in front of me and I was like, you got to try, you got to jump in, you got to jump in. So it's almost like it's just
1: like you kept doing shows because like, well, well, I mean, I guess I'll just do this. And then all of a sudden, oh, 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 I have a career now. When did yeah. I
0: blinked and it just happened? Yeah. And it was just kind of that approval from certain, you know, people above you who you really respect from different walks of your life. And them you know, seeing and saying to you, you can do this like you right. can do this. Yeah. How about yourself? What got Brendan started?
1: Oh man. Well I'm, so I'm what you call a late bloomer um, Ooh, strong, I mean probably choice. in like s- so many ways of <laughs> life, sure. <laughs> it's that kind of podcast, everyone. Um, but with with musical theater in general, I had done kind of like some plays when I was really young. But I I grew up in an age where it was like music theater wasn't wasn't mainstream yet. Uh, Glee was not out. It was not like a it wasn't a cool thing to do. Uh, and so I remember I had this horrible panic attack in maybe eighth grade. We had auditions for The Boyfriend. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a musical. I didn't know it was a musical until I was like <laughs> what the hell is The Boyfriend? And I had this audition set up, and the music director like knew that I could sing and i was like yeah i'm going to i'm going to audition for this musical i did like prep with a voice teacher i was taking voice i was interested in stuff but i was more interested in like being cool and being mm. accepted and i had this audition set up and i'll never forget this guy on the football team saw me with my music and was like oh you're going to are you auditioning i was like uh, uh yeah yeah i think so he's like that's gay why would you do that i was mm. like no no I'm not gonna do that and so I did football instead because you know that was like quote unquote that's not the gay thing to do and I was four foot 11 and 85 pounds I was tiny Ooh. so me on the football field just like getting destroyed they put me on the (laughs) offensive line and I'm a I'm a big football fan and I was like what am I doing here and I'll never forget the next year. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out for the musical. I want to do this. F it. So it was the Scarlet Pimpernel, which I made mean, a French revolution. It's got a guillotine in it. And I got you to be. You still didn't
0: know it was a musical, but it's okay. Okay. It is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like, year so, two, I still didn't know this was a musical. <laughs> didn't know. um,
1: And I, I- <laughs> so I get, I get the, the illustrious part of guard number three and i get to carry like a a fake like big rifle and like walk across the stage and actually the same guy the year before saw the musical and was like yo
0: that
1: was really cool And i was like yeah i know (laughs) and so i was upset that i kind of like let this guy stop me the first year from like trying to do music theater because after that the bug just bit me and I really enjoyed the fact that like we could like play characters and but I didn't really get into like the whole dancing world until my senior year of high school when I was trying like you know taking a little bit more seriously and found out for colleges there was a dance portion of the audition. And I was like, oh, I haven't really done any formal training, it's just been like, yeah, I mean I did karate when I was younger, so I was flexible and I had like an understanding of my body. But I was like, I don't, I don't know what a pirouette is. I have no idea. <laughs> pirouette, <laughs> if I, if I'm like reading it on the, on the thing, and so I started taking like ballet class, and me just like in my mom's running shorts mm-hmm. with pajama pon, pajama, pon, pajama <laughs> pants, pajama oh, pants, very formal pajama pants, if I, if I, if I may. <laughs> They're like over my tights because I didn't want to show my tights because I was like, oh, I don't know. This is my first time wearing tights. And cut to like after that year, I'm like at in this um kind of like community uh, ballet class in Rochester, New York, where I'm from. I got like just tights. I understood what a dance belt was. For those listening, it is not actually a belt for your pants. Mm-mm. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. That rude awakening. Let's all take a <laughs> moment for... <laughs> Figuring out when you go to Capizio and they're like, I need a dance
0: belt. And they don't bring out a belt at all. Um, you were thinking it was going to be black, like karate. Like that's not what the belts. Incorrect. Yeah, Incorrect.
1: <laughs> but then from there, I mean, it was, I, I, I got the bug for dance. It was this mm-hmm. cool, athletic, incredibly challenging thing. Mm-hmm. And it required so much like dedication to kind of like get good at. And so, very much like yourself, I loved sports. I loved like that competitive nature, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I, lo- I love this!" And I feel like it's so accomplishing when you feel like great, like balancing and using your whole body doing this thing. Yeah. And then when I found out you can like do dance and theater and all this stuff, I was like, "Oh, this is absolutely what I want
0: to do." Absolutely, I love that so much. Um. Yep. So, let's talk a little bit about our podcast here. So, one thing we're bringing into for sure, season one. And if yeah. it sticks, we're going to keep going with it because I think it's a great <laughs> idea. Um, we're going to do a segment called Shoulda Shot It. Shoulda Shot It! Shoulda Shot It! So, for our listeners, Shoulda Shot It is a moment that happened from the Prom movie that Brendan and I worked on. So, we were doing the number It's Not About Me and you know, Meryl Streep's one of her big numbers of the movie – and if you've watched it on Netflix, you know that it ends with a big, you know, curtain drop, a gold shimmery curtain behind it, a blackout or a spotlight into a blackout. Mm. And it, I mean, brilliant. So that day, Meryl had this idea that she wanted to try to get across. And she was, you know, working with the director being like, you know, let me try to, I want to try it. He's like, I don't know. And then she's like, but let me let me just show you. He's like, fine, show me. Let's do it. So she goes, all right. They cue it up back to one, get the lights going, all the backgrounds there, all the actors are in. They do the entire song with lights, everything. She does her idea. She works her way up to the top of the stage, sings that final me, the curtain drop, spotlight, blackout. And in that blackout, you could hear a pin drop. She yells, Shoulda shot it and in we the all blackout. Just <laughs> marveled we just we didn't know what to do with ourselves it was unbelievable so we come to find out obviously that they did not shoot that because it was a just a rehearsal for her not for her idea and mm-hmm. um it was one of her best takes so uh, it was incredible it was, it was incredible so we are bringing that to our podcast we're doing a segment called should have shot it and we are going to be asking our guests what is a moment in their life that they wish should have been shot what is something that they wish could be captured on camera forever and ever for everyone to see but never was. So, Brendan, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask oh, you God. what is what is your should have shot it.
1: Oh man. So, I think I think I want to go on a, I'm going to go the because I think there's going to be a lot of like cool dramatic things that people want to say, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to go with a with a comedic one. Oh. Um it, because this is going to be like rehearsal performance kind of doesn't matter. Anything. Just like yeah. a moment that just sticks in. And I have, um, in my Broadway debut, that was West Side Story at the Palace in... On the Steps of the Palace. On the Steps of the Palace. Whenever someone says the Palace Theater,
0: I have to, I have to. I just. It's so
1: there. West Side Story at the Palace on the Steps of the Palace. So that mm. could be the full working title of my Broadway debut memoir. Okay. okay. Um, there was a point where... I'm on for uh, A-Rab, one of the Jets, and I have Baby John to my right, who was brilliantly played by Ryan Steele. Shout for out, those out listening, Ryan Steele. Shout out, Ryan Steele. Shout out out Ryan the, Steele. Fr- friend of the show. Um, for those listening, if you have like kind of interest in dance and theater, I'm sure you have heard Ryan Steele. This guy's an incredible dancer, mm-hmm. um, and we had this moment in the, uh, the prologue of West Side Story. He's right there. Right next to me on my right side, and we have this like three big like chasses towards the stage right, as we have started like collectively becoming the Jets, right? So we go gunka 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 gunk, gunk, clap ball change snap ball change snap. It's this cool moment. Everything's kind of like tense, 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 and then just kind of relaxes in. Well, Ryan Steele is always known for going like hundred and twenty percent full out, amazing to watch. So he goes doom 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 doom. And I watch him just slightly, and the guy never, ever flubs, never messes up. Mm -mm. He trips over one of his feet, and this guy rolls back into the wing. He is gone, disappeared. And so the jets were losing a jet at that point point. and so i look back to my right expecting to just see nobody because he fell with such force into the wing that i'm like there's no way he recovers no way and i look back ball change snap he's there ball change <gasps> snap and i'm like how in the world of
0: course he did is. you
1: just <laughs> bounce to get back on this stage and i looked around i was like did anybody see that did anybody see that? Literally, yeah. ball change snap. <gasps> what? So, on, honestly, somebody should have shot it. Should have shot it. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's hysterical. So, so, with a comedic one, I figure like we gotta like broaden this to make sure like any moment for mm-hmm. sure we want to see. So, Jack, yeah. I I'm cheating because I know yours and it's Ugh. so genius, and I I need you to explain and just bring us
0: there totally so my should have shot it taking you back to 2014 at the muni we were doing hello dolly with the amazing beth level was our dolly oh. levi unbelievable the whole company shout was out un- beth level thank you so much Shout out beth level we love you um the whole company was absolutely brilliant but this was 2014 at the muni If you don't know the Muni, it is an outdoor theater. It seats 11,000 people. There is no roof over you, not in the audience, not on stage, nothing. So we are in the Midwest, and we get every season, everything, right? In the summertime, a lot of rain, Um, and the Muni is equipped for it. But we were doing Hello, Dolly! It was a Friday night, and we had stopped the show probably four times, in act one just for like a quick rain delay pause let them dry the stage we come back out it probably was about four times so the top of act two you know they do penny in my pocket you've got a penny in my bucket a class number okay penny we love it don't forget it. it um penny in my pocket then it goes right into elegance so at the Muni, they have these things called the booms, which are giant walls that act as curtains. So, in a normal theater, you have curtains that close. At the Muni, we have booms because we're still outside. So, the waiters are getting prepped for the waiters' gallop that happens right after elegance, and we're all prepped back there. And the booms are about to open, and there's sprinkles that are starting to come no, down again. No. Yep, yep. They're coming down, and you can just tell. Like we all look at each other, and there's just a sigh amongst all of us because we were like, oh, we were so close. Like, oh, it's happening again, of course. So the boom's open. We continue with the waiter's gallop, which is an intense number, very physical number. Not an easy number in the Mm -hmm. rain Or on the cement or on a stage that goes from zero to about 42 each way. We Um, love it. (laughs) We love the Muni. Um, So we continue the number. The rain just pours pours like oh, sideways pouring so I've been rolling in puddles for about seven minutes and <laughs> now we go into the song hello dolly right so are uh, we had a, we had this staircase that stretched I mean it, it felt like 250 steps up mm. to the top of this thing and the unique goes big so it was probably close um <laughs> but so we start the number Hello Dolly, and Beth enters at the top of the staircase, bone dry. Of course. Bone dry, right? All the feathers are perfectly in place. Everything's great. The waiters, on the other hand, started out in a bright red, you know, waiters outfit. It is deep red, just hair plastered down, just just not enough full, hairspray in the world, you know? Full maroon drowned rats. <laughs> Ooh, raccoons at the muni <laughs> raccoon there you go. The <laughs> go um so she comes out bone dry and looks at all of us and we're just you know happy to see her she comes down we all you they grab her hand and she comes down the steps uh we continue the number it's a little bit of like a step step kick step step kick and she weaves through the ensemble there as we're singing and she stops at me this is the numbers happening by the way the audience is still there they're all still in their seats. They got their ponchos over their heads. Umbrellas are up. People are having the time of their life. And, I mean, it's brilliant. So she stops at me and just looks at me for a second and then takes both of her hands, grabs my face, starts patting my face, combing my hair, <laughs> and it's that Beth-level energy. You know what I mean? It's like heightened and excited, and it's just like yes. so in it, right? So wiping my face, fixing my costume, fixing my hair, all of the things. The audience is his in hysterics like they are just <laughs> laughing so hard the house lights are up right just for safety we can t- i'm fully not singing i no 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 no, no. so we continue the number you know, we do the duck walks around the passerelle at the end. People are loving it. It's a sing-along clap-along now. The audience knows the words because they're there to see the number. Like, that's why yes. we continued. You know, Denny Reagan at the Muni, who's unbelievable, was was just standing in the wings, kind of saying, like, keep going, you guys.
1: Just, like, it. just keep yeah, going.
0: We, we got to get Beth he-
1: on stage. They're here
0: to see this. So yes. we're like, okay. And um, we do the duck walks around the passerelle. We finish the number. ba da ba Huge applause. Amazing. Then Beth goes into, one more time. And the band plays it again. We do the reprise. (laughs) We do the duck walks again around the passerelle. We come back. And I was placed just upstage of Beth on one knee for that final button. And for that final button, they ended up taking all of the house lights out. They took all of the stage lights out except for one spotlight on Beth. and. (sighs) I just remember that image so vividly, that perfect circle around Beth, the mm. feathers, the arms extended over the head, tilted to the side, you know, oh, that, oh, I just can't, it's so good. And the rain just oh my God. sideways, sideways rain, there's a streak of lightning going above us. It was just the most incredible thing ever. And then right after that number, they say, thank you so much, we have to, call the show for this evening we hope to see you back tomorrow night for the next performance you know and they just kind of went on our way but it was just the most unbelievable muni moment just because of who was there the show Mm -hmm. we were doing the audience Mm -hmm. is that is the audience you get in st louis it's just they are there to the end they care so much and are so supportive so that is my should have shot it i just I think about that so much, so much. That that circle of light, that perfect spotlight with Beth. Mm. Oh, I just can't, I can't just handle like it. Just like sideways rain and just an iconic
1: diva. I think it's, yes. I think it's incredible. i so, I mean, I, I feel, so good. I feel so bad because I've, I've, for those listening, I have heard this story <laughs> probably six or seven times, and I'm still just like, yeah, yeah, tell oh. me more, tell me more, and I'm in. I can picture it. Perfectly, I get chills, literally chills,
0: thinking about it. And I just oh, – it's such a good one. Because anyone who's worked at the Muni has heard that story. And if you were in the show, that is the story you tell because oh, yeah. it is just – you will never get that experience anywhere else. So it's brilliant. And um, we have some amazing Muni folks, like you said, on here. We have uh, Michael Baxter is going to be on mm-hmm. our season one who is the um, – artistic associate at the muni and uh we have richard riaz yoder who spent some time at the muni robert hartwell is on season one mm-hmm. who for those of you who don't know spent some time with the muni so we got a, an amazing crew here, amazing diverse group of people um i think we should kick off season one i think this is a great start i think we're on a great roll already and let's um, do it Matt. let's cross our fingers this continues <laughs> absolutely <laughs> man let's can't... start this
1: whole thing
0: again from the top again from the top let's do it season one
1: from the top a five six seven eight